is Gunnar Esaias, and then you are listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast presented by the Boomer Esaias Foundation and GunnarEsaias.com. This podcast series has been made possible by Vertex, Novartis, DCU, and Atlantic Health. The views expressed on Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast are that of Gunnar Esaias and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests, and are not necessarily those of the Boomer Esaias Foundation. Nothing in this podcast series should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who's experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar and Leah Farone, Tiffany Rich, and guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to Breathe In, a cystic fibrosis podcast. All right, it's Gunnar Sizer, and we're back for another episode of Breathe In with my lovely co-host, as always, Leah, Tiffany, how are you guys? Good, how are you? I'm well, I am well. Uh, I'm even more well, because we have a guest with us today. We haven't had a guest in a few weeks, but now we're back on the guest train. Hannah, Hannah Buck, how are you? I am living life. How are you guys? You just said, you're great. We're all great. We're all great. It's great. And and so Hannah's, (laughs) Hannah's 23, living with cystic fibrosis, and she's actually a student at the University of Michigan. Um, so, Hannah, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself more than I've already said, um, and then we'll, we'll kind of roll into it here. Yeah, so, let's see, you said I'm 23, I used to be 22, believe it or not, just turned 23, so new to that game. Happy birthday. Um, At U of M, at University of Michigan, I study creative writing, I love to write, I blog uh, about cystic fibrosis, but when I'm at school, I like to write short fiction stories and personal nonfiction essays, a lot of fun. And I minor in digital studies, so basically I just really like the internet. I spend a lot of time on it. Um, Aside from writing, I love to drum. I have been involved in a nonfiction, a non-traditional percussion group on campus for four years, which is like stomp and woman group, kind of, so drum on trash cans. It's a lot of fun. I love Blue Man Group. I have a dog. <laughs> it's just, life is great, you know? You sound like you're, kind of, like a, so you're, you sound like you're kind of like a carbon copy of me. I was also a creative writing, uh, that's why I started in college. Um, and I also love Blue Man Group. And I also have a dog. Um, and I went to college. So, wow. I mean, we have, we, have, like we, have a lot of, we have a lot of similarities here. I also blog Are you about sure that. Are separated theory? at birth? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right? Maybe. maybe. It's, it's quite possible. It's <laughs> theory. So, so, so Hannah, why don't you tell us a little about um, your life with CF, how you've gotten to where you are, um, and what led you to the University of Michigan? What led me to what? I'm sorry. Led you to the University of Michigan. Oh, good question. Um, so I am from Michigan, just the other side of the state. Um, I was diagnosed with CF when I was five, a month before I turned six. Um, it took so long because... I mostly had just lung manifestations growing up. Mm-hmm. I was at the 50th percentile for weight, like all growing up. I had like tummy aches all the time, but I was able to keep on weight. Mm-hmm. So my doctors thought, oh, she just has really bad asthma. So I was misdiagnosed with just chronic uh, asthma for a long time. It turned out that I also have really bad asthma, but whatever. <laughs> the classic CF um, asthma conundrum. I know, I know. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. I had, like, mild CF until about the fifth grade. Like, I never went into the hospital until the fifth grade. And then I started going in just twice a year. Mm -hmm. Um, Twice a year, every year, like, clockwork. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Then I, I applied to 14 colleges. Wow. Because I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe I thought that no one would take me. Maybe I just really wanted to go somewhere cool and far away. Mm-hmm. But I ended up uh, just two hours across the state. Yeah. Uh, but I, I absolutely love it here. I love the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I love my clinic. I switched from a pediatric clinic to the University of Michigan CF clinic. And I love my doctor. I love the care that I get here. I'm so happy. Um, So I think everything happens for a reason. But yeah, when when I began college, that very first semester of college has been the only one where I didn't go to the hospital at all. Um, Starting my second semester, and I'm now going into my fifth year, I began going to the hospital every one to three months, usually like every other month. Um, So my CF like really ramped it up. And I think it was because of a combination of issues. Like I did competitive dance and a bunch of sports all growing up. And then you go to college and suddenly now you're just studying and you're just sitting all the time. And so that lack of exercise was a big thing. You know, my mom wasn't forcing me to do treatments or forcing me to take yeah, every pill all the time. That's there's a new that, one. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. you know, decreased sleep. There's that. Um, yeah. Just the, the houses are disgusting. So there's that. Yeah. Just like a bunch of things. Yeah. Um, and this year and last year, I have been like, I've been starting my journey of really making my health a priority again, yeah. and it feels really, really good, and there are noticeable differences. Right. And recent um, release of Simdeco, I, I say Simdeco, I know a lot of people say Simdeco, but whatever. I think it said Simdeco. It is Simdeco. Yeah. You're saying it the right way. Simdeco. Yeah. Simdeco rhymes with Claudico. Yeah. Simdeco, Claudico. Right. That's uh, what they yeah. tell me yeah. when they talk about it. Okay. Right. You're right. Uh, yeah. I'm double Delta. Okay. Um, the recent release of Simdeco to market, and I have been able to take that for about four months now, has just awesome. been like the cherry on, on top of everything with like me really making my health a priority above all else. Right. Like physical, mental, everything. Like I'm in therapy. Like I just want to be a healthy it's awesome though when you do your health first and you really you know take yeah. those steps to feel better and then you actually get results it's, yeah. it's a nice feeling you know it is a nice yeah. feeling and it encourages you to keep doing it exactly like yeah. you're like this is worthwhile yeah it sucks because it takes a lot of extra time, but it is worth it in the long run <laughs> yeah. it's like when you start exercising and you just get into a routine and then you just feel so much better, especially with CS yeah, that getting that mucus out. So. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it sounds like you, you almost described what we talk about a lot on here, <clears throat> is that uh, a, lot of people, a lot of times people will see if they had that one moment or a series of moments that sort of leads mm-hmm. to like a, like a come-to-Jesus moment. You know, like you got to figure yeah. out, am I, am I doing what, you know, am, am I really going to continue heading down this path, or do I really need to look at something and, and change? Because if I don't change, then, you know, I'm going to meet Jesus pretty soon. So, you know, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, (laughs) a little little morbid humor there, but, uh, but, you know, I I think that's one of those things where, you know, I, I had that moment in college too. You know, I think by the time my freshman year, things were going really well. 
But the, towards the end of my freshman year, I actually ended up having to take a leave of absence or a medical leave because I was yeah. having such a hard time. And then, you know, I had to come back and rebound. And then even to when I graduated college, I was still kind of dealing with some things. And yep. I really spent the last three or four years of my life, really even five years, really just trying to regain all the strength that I had. And I've gotten, you know, I've made a lot of, a lot of good progress. But um, I, I think it's interesting that you do find out, and a lot of people do with CF do find out, that they have it within themselves to take control of their health. Um, and I want to know, you know, what did you do to sort of do that? So my junior year, I lived in a house with seven of my best friends, oh, man. which was so much fun. It was so much fun. They just happened to all be like rock star drummer boys. So it was like filthy all the time. I believe it. And it yeah. was loud all the time. Uh-huh. Like a drum set in the basement, two guitars, oh. an electric bass in the basement, a keyboard in the basement. Just like, it was really hard to get sleep and um, just like really not sanitary for my medical equipment. Huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just like wasn't the best choice for my health. But it was a, an experience I'm really glad I had and I would not change it at all. I love them. Mm-hmm. But my senior year, I moved into the apartment that I'm in now. I live here by myself with my doggo, and it's as sanitary as <laughs> I decide that it will be, which is very, and I go to bed at like 10 p.m., which is awesome. Um, it, little changes, like I decided that I would start meditating every day. Mm-hmm. I decided I would, you know, do my treatments every day. What a concept. <laughs> drink water every day, yeah. go to therapy. Yeah. Um, I bought for $27, I was able to buy a pass to take unlimited classes every day of the week at yeah. my at any of my school's gyms for That's one whole awesome. semester. So, cool. so if I wanted to, on one day, I could go to cycling, Zumba, yoga, Zumba yeah. again, like lifting. And that was such a good... Like, if you spend your resources on things that will better you, yeah. it is so fulfilling. Yeah, um, But I think my journey to health started unwittingly my sophomore, right after my sophomore year of college that summer when I went vegan, which I didn't do for health reasons. I did it for ethical reasons. Mm-hmm. And then over time that has turned into an absolute like fascination and passion for healthy eating and healthy cooking, which I absolutely love. Do you find it hard to keep weight on like living a vegan, (laughs) I guess, lifestyle, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Keep on. (laughs) So at first I did struggle and I lost, I definitely lost weight. I'm definitely like, you can see it in my face, um, but it, it seems like I just kind of lost my baby fat, to be honest. Um, but but there was a period where I was really really underweight, but I was also really really sick. Okay, it could so have been that what, over yeah, being vegan. What, yeah. I don't know if yeah. I was sick because I was underweight because I was vegan, or oh. if I was underweight because I was sick. Yeah. Like, I don't know what was going on, Uh but Mm -hmm. there was definitely a valley, like a low, low point Mm -hmm. when in December, uh, December, like a year and a half ago, 
when I was in line, ironically enough, at the hospital to buy food. I was just by the hospital and I was like, I need to eat or I think I'm going to faint. So I just went into the hospital, the like to the cafeteria to yeah. buy a black bean burger. Yeah. It was in line and I passed out. I oh, fell forward oh my and I hit my head on like this water bottle display oh. and that knocked me backward. Oh. And so I, when I fell backward, I hit my head on the ground and I like scalped my own head. Oh. Yeah. And I like, I had to get stitches. Oh. And then oh. At least you're in the right place. You get stitches. Yeah. At least you were in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. I was in the hospital, but when I was on the ground, I actually had a seizure. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. Wow. And then I woke up, and there were, um, like, the people who fly helicopters, like, yeah. emergency mm-hmm. helicopter guys, they were just, like, there getting lunch. And oh. then they saw me, and they are like, nope, no lunch for us. Oh. There's like, Gotta go save right. I woke up, and they are like, are you on any drugs? And I was like, no, I'm not. No. <laughs> I just needed that food. Was that was the low point. Yeah. But... A year and a half later, I am very, very steadily, like, for months I have been at a steady high weight. And, like, mm-hmm. just in the last month, I've gained, like, pounds. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so life is going well right now. So, so how do you – Knock on wood. Yeah. So Pardon? how do you get – how do you get protein? Like, what's your bro- protein? <laughs> yeah, so – all vegans, chronically ill or not, get the mm-hmm. protein question. Yeah. Um, it is important to acknowledge that, like, mm-hmm. all foods have protein in yeah. them. And there's no word. This is, like, the education that I received. Yeah. Like, to reiterate the disclaimer that's at the beginning of all of these podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a nutritionist. No. Um, <laughs> but as far as I know, there's no word like being protein deficient, only calorically deficient, because if you have enough calories, then you'll have enough protein. That's what I understand. But to bump up my protein, because I love exercise, like I want to get muscles and like see if I need extra protein. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I get vegan protein shakes that I have once a day as recommended by my nutritionist. Uh, The brand I like is called Svelte. That's fun. Very fancy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, lots of nuts, lots of peanut butter. Uh-huh. I I really like tofu. I also like tempeh. Uh-huh. Um, if you have, if you want like a starchy grain, mm-hmm. opting for quinoa instead of rice. Right, really good okay. way. <clears throat> Get protein. Yeah, it's interesting. Man. I actually use I use quinoa as the base of my uh, my feeding kids smoothies that I make. Yeah, yeah it's really good. It's got it's, got, it's, it's really good calories. Quinoa, to oatmeal, mm-hmm. just like adding things to other things like. Adding chia seeds, I add chia seeds to virtually everything I eat. Yeah, I've heard mm-hmm. those are really good. Yeah, yeah, and over time, like with little additions and changes to all of your meals, mm-hmm. you can get in all of your nutrients. Yeah, like a fun puzzle. <laughs> it's a fun puzzle. I want to know. Honestly, I want to know. Like all aspects of CF, I must feel like that. You know what it I mean? Is. Take yeah. time to, like, you have to find the right meds. Works, you know, what does yeah. work for you? Yeah, and that's just so like good. another piece of it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to know what your I want to know what your care team thought and what your nutritionist initially thought because whenever I go in and you have these conversations with your nutritionist, you're like, okay, I hope I said the right thing. So, you know, I want to know what they, what they, what their initial thought was and like, were they willing to work with you? Did they give you some resistance? You know, how'd that go? Yeah. So different people 
think different things, namely my pulmonologist, like the main kahuna, my doctor, doctor, um, isn't the biggest fan. Like he's not the biggest fan. He is more traditional. He's like the oldest member on my team. I value and respect his opinion super highly. And he has never tried to talk me out of it. Mm-hmm. He has never tried to talk me out of it, but like he doesn't love that I'm doing this, especially when I get sick and get underweight. Yeah. Um, the outpatient nutritionist, like the one at the clinic, was so great. The, when I first went vegan, she came in and saw me and she brought me a printout sheet that mm-hmm. said plant-based proteins. And like, she went through it with me and let me take it home. And I was like, that was so nice of her yeah. to educate me in clinic right. when yeah, I'm doing something right. non-traditional that like yeah. mm-hmm. most people in our world wouldn't recommend. Uh-huh. Um, when I am inpatient in the hospital, no it's, it depends on who's rounding, uh-huh. you know, depends yeah. on who's rounding. <clears throat> and it's really interesting because they have a vegetarian menu in patient yes. at U of M, mm-hmm. and not everybody knows that. Not even like all of the nurses or like I, I think the dietitians know that, but like they don't know where you to would find. Think it. They would, but right. But like, would I will ask would for it. On it. Yeah, I'll ask for it, and they'll <laughs> say, "Oh, okay, I know we have one." Where is I've oh, never seen it. <laughs> yeah, if you want to, if you want to find dysfunction, go to a hospital. It's like you're going back to like 1975. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Still using but there are, I didn't know that there was a vegetarian menu inpatient at the hospital until I had been vegan for like six months because wow. no one offered it to me because they didn't know it was there. So, what did you do during that time period? Like, did you have people bring you food, or did you just say, "Oh well, I'm gonna." starve break it for a little bit i guess i don't yeah. know so i didn't say i was gonna break it um i i don't i prefer not to have a lot of visitors when i go to the hospital okay um, I don't blame you. partly like just because of yeah i get in like depressive funks so yeah. it's not like i'm <clears throat> insecure about my cf it's more just like when i get depressed i kind of isolate yeah so i'll have my mom um a partner or my one best friend I will be comfortable with them visiting and I'll be like bring me all the food you can or want right but um other than that like the inpatient regular menu they have a veggie burger and they have cereal and soy milk and they have a fruit plate with yogurt and I'll ask for it without the yogurt and like sometimes they'll Right. Not bring the yogurt, and sometimes Usually they they'll probably will. It. Yeah, of course. Just, they bring yeah. it with the yogurt. Like I can't they give it back because it comes into the CF room and then it's contaminated. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. not a single like vegan <laughs> salad. It's yeah. that's crazy. The options are very limited. Very limited. Yeah. yeah. It's a struggle being in the hospital yeah. with dietary restrictions. It is. I, th- I think it's a struggle yeah. to be in the hospital and try to eat anything they give you. That's well, that's where I yeah. stand on that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm allergic to that. milk, so they would always bring me milk on my tray. And I'm like, excuse read me, charge read. <laughs> I can't have milk. It's okay. <laughs> Half the time I'm there and they don't even know I have CF, so... 
Yeah, no, I. Oh, that's always this good. This is also true. Always, this is also true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so you basically just you just explained the basically the opposite of my diet is what just happened. Um, and you know, I I, I I will say that you know I think um, it's interesting because we always talk about having a like a balanced diet when it comes to CA. Like that's something that I learned from right. before. Yeah. Let's talk about like before feeding tube gunner, and then now that I have a feeding tube gunner, like that's what right. that was the big big thing that I learned that the importance of of the nutritional aspect of CF is, is doing the best you can to balance your diet. Um, and it sounds like you're doing that just in a different way than I do it. Um, it's interesting that, uh, you know, you talk about how, you know, you don't really, or we're not really recommending that people with CF go vegan all of a sudden, but it's interesting because I uh, remember a few years back, I wanted to switch my feeding tube formula and I found one online because I knew, you know, basically medical formulas are all like just loaded with sugar. And I wanted to find something that was just a little less than sugar. And the one that I came across was, uh, a vegan-based formula. It's crazy. And I used that to sell it to my clinic. I was like, listen, I found a vegan-based formula. What do you think? And my clinic was all about it because it had calories and proteins from different places. Yeah. And what it was doing is it was going to balance my diet. right? Because normally I'm eating mm-hmm. like steak, burgers, potatoes. I'm like I'm like a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Like, you have barbecue? Like, yeah. I'm all about that. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think it's interesting to point out here that people with CF can survive on different diets. You know, have you gotten feedback from other patients who have wanted to try it or have you gotten, uh, you know, resistance from other patients? You know, I think people in CF, they all have like very uh, loud opinions about a lot of things. So uh, I'm interested to hear, you know, what, what, have you heard anything from other patients? I have seen nothing but like interest and support regarding this. Mm -hmm. And it has been so awesome. The vegan the CF vegan community there's is surprisingly a, large. Wait, there's like, a I CF vegan think, community? Are you serious? Yeah, I used to think I was the only one. And yeah, living in the shadows. Through like YouTube searches, I found one other one. And I was like, I must connect with this person. And then <laughs> I discovered on Instagram, there are so many. And so we wow. made a messaging group on Instagram. And so we've been chatting for probably a year now. Mm-hmm. And then most recently I did like a one day um, Instagram takeover on the CF Foundation's account. And yeah, and one of my pictures was me with a plate of delicious vegan comfort food, like (laughs) vegan fried chicken and everything. And I posted a cool little caption just about Mm -hmm. my story. And people were so interested and receptive in the Mm -hmm. comments, especially like the parents of young um, young CFers. Well, parents will eat up anything. Like, no pun intended. Babies. Parents will eat it up all. They'll eat, they'll eat all of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm really interested in raising my child like dairy free or vegetarian or vegan, and I, it's so encouraging to see you eating that diet and looking and being as healthy as you are. Because I just didn't want to feel like I was doing something wrong right. by like forcing this diet on them. Because right. I didn't know if they would thrive on it or not. Right. And I, it felt good to, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for like CF parents because I do too. my mom, yeah. such, yeah. she worries so much. Mm-hmm. So I just loved that I was able to be like, yes, like I, I can't speak for everyone, but like, it yeah. makes me feel so good. That's, I haven't even said that on this podcast. I was going to ask like, about that next. Issues yeah. On, that's because fun. my biggest problem is dairy. So like I have a really hard time with that. I really don't drink milk at all. I, I don't I just I don't. The only thing I have a problem with is cheese. It's like cheese. When it comes to the milk, cheese. I drink ripple, which is like all like plant like mm-hmm. I don't even know. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, has, it has like 
It's made from plants. That's all. It I sounds know. good. Yeah. It sounds healthy. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's great. I don't. I love it. it. Has protein. Yeah. It has more calcium than milk, so they claim. Right. So I'm all about it. But yeah, like they're they're good options. So that's yeah. why I'm like curious about it because it's like a lot of my digestive problems are related to these foods that I think I need because like to be able to keep this weight on but it's yeah, the it's rhetoric like, that we're fed growing up yeah. is that we need it to keep to like keep alive we need we need McDonald's we need ice cream exactly. or else we're gonna be scrawny and pass away but then we're not eating diet like give us vitamins and minerals and yes. there just needs amino to be acids yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. Like the old, the old line of thought in CF nutrition was like, just give as many calories as you can. And I, you yeah, know, I right. think like anything else though, you know, the understanding of the illness and the understanding of the science around the illness improves, right? You know, just like the other day how we found there's different lung cells that we've, we've ever known. So, you know, I think, you know, the, like that kind of thing is going to advance with time. And yes, we were definitely uh, victims of, of that line of thinking. But because of the way we were treated, the way we, we grew up, the next generation of patients are going to, you know, benefit from it. So you know, I think exactly. I, I think it's I think it's, I think it's important to look at it that way. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think you, know, you have to think about you know basically the, the, the generations of people with CF. There's the people who are older than Tiff, the grandma Tiffany here. You know, I think you know you know I think you know that you have the older generation of people with CF who really went went ahead with nothing. It's like oh here's your albuterol, good luck. You know. Yeah. Then you know yeah, for us it's right. like here's your albuterol and pomazine, now good luck. Now it's like yeah, here's exactly. your albuterol, pomazine and Simdico, here's good luck. You know. So I think it's a little yeah. different now than you know even from when we were kids in the '90s. But I think, you know, the mm-hmm. the the way that we advance, uh, you know, CF care is sort of we it is a little trial and error. You know, what has worked for us and what hasn't worked for us. Um, yeah. And you know, I like I've looked back at growing up. You know, for me, like before school, just to make sure I had something. I would eat a Dove bar. You know, it was just to make sure I had yeah, something yeah. in my stomach before I got to school. I did the yeah. same thing. Yeah, I feel like we all did. I always had a bar. Yeah. I had one of those Snickers marathon bars. Oh, yeah, that's too. Like that. Some sort of protein bar. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, they were my go-to for a long time. Yeah. And so then they're gone. I want to know why you, became, why you became a vegan. You said it wasn't for health reasons. What was the reason you became a vegan? <laughs> yeah, so I'm a big YouTube addict, just <laughs> in general. Love YouTube more than TV. I'm a child of the internet. So I suppose you are a little younger than us. Yeah, one day I fell into a YouTube hole of vegan YouTubers talking about why this was the right thing to do for various reasons, namely animals and animal agriculture, um, environmentalism, and our bodies. And within three hours, I went from eating absolutely everything (coughs) to being completely vegan. And I had no in-between stage. Wow. And I have not craved non-vegan foods Uh because I don't think of that as food anymore since I watched those videos. Um, There are three documentaries that people say if you watch these three documentaries, you will absolutely be vegan. I'm sure for people, for some people, that's not true. But those documentaries are Forks Over Knives, and Mm -hmm. that is about the health benefits of being vegan. Cowspiracy, and that is about the environmental benefits of being vegan. And um, Earthlings, which is like the kicker, and that is about the ethical benefits of being vegan. And that's what really got me, is that Mm -hmm. 
if I can nourish my body in the necessary ways to live the life that I want to live and be as strong as I want and need to be without hurting or killing any sentient beings, then I'm going to do that. And I've done that for two years. I am the weight that I want to be. I have the protein that I need. And I'm doing it without killing. So, like, Mm -hmm. why kill if you don't have to is basically why I'm vegan. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. That's awesome. I mean, I think awesome. it, yeah. I, I, lo- I love hearing stories behind why. Like, we had Summer Love on here uh, a few mm-hmm. a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, and she was talking about you know what led her to, to her diet and stuff like that. And it, it sort of sounds like I think it was like, if I recall right, it's a, a similar uh, a similar story. Um, I now I remember we. Yeah. It's interesting. It sort of seems like you were able to make the decision on your own. I actually my freshman year of college, I'll never forget this. I had a it was, a, it was actually a writing class that I had, and the professor was like one of those like militant professors that like like most self righteous person in the history of the world kind of person you know classic mm-hmm. yeah. classic most academia. writing professor yeah classic classic mm-hmm. academia yeah exactly and yeah. he like his goal was to make all of us like vegan by the end of the the semester and he like showed us all those movies um so, oh like, really he, yeah he showed I you know I I think he showed us two of them I don't I, I don't remember them. they may not have been the ones you listed but they were so you're saying they were similar third if I might be right uh, I don't know about that but I you know I but I think you know I um you know I appreciate that you were able to make the decision on your own rather than have someone push upon you yeah. like someone that you know someone right. like yeah. exactly when I was in college someone just was like you know what that's my goal it's gonna make gunner vegan I'm not gonna mm-hmm. yeah um, no one yeah, around me South, which is awesome. What did your, what did your parents yeah. think? You know, you know, you know, friends were they you know supportive of it or you know, that's because it's such a, a, a you know a unique thing. Or at least we before yeah. we learned about the vegan CF community, it seems like a unique thing. You know, from the third party yeah. perspective. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So no one in my immediate circle was vegan or really even vegetarian that I knew of when I. Um, when I switched, uh, my mother is extremely health conscious and really open-minded and she just loves me to death. So she accepted me being vegan just with the most open of arms. And over the last two and a half years, she's, um, so there's a difference between vegan and plant-based vegan is like a hundred percent Right. Adoption of the lifestyle and plant-based is like, you're, ve- you're vegan most of the time. Okay. That makes okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. my mom is plant-based now. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And my, my dad will never go, like he'll, he'll never be vegan. Yeah. yeah but yeah. our whole house, like there's no more dairy in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, the meat. And of course I don't live there. But still, even though I'm not there, there's no more dairy in the house. They have meat far, far less. The fridge is really just filled with vegetables, filled with fruit and vegetables. Um, I think it's made an impact on my younger sister as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I talk about it all the time just because I love it. So I, I know that my friends are learning about it. Um, my, my best friend is adopting more and more of it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, my my partner is really like experimenting with plant-based meals and stuff like that. So no one, I don't think I've like turned anyone vegan, right. um, but I think I've 
opened the eyes of the people around me and that mm-hmm. makes me really happy and if anyone wants to go there they like I'll be a resource for them yeah cool yeah, I feel like a lot of people, especially in like the CF community that aren't vegan mm-hmm. and have never really thought about it, it's solely because it's just like lack of education. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, you hear yeah. vegan and you think one thing, but mm-hmm. I think once you're educated more about it and kind of know, okay, like these are the different things that you can use and mm-hmm. you know yeah, what I mean? I like people cool. do become more open to it, yeah. but I think a lot of it is just lack of education. You automatically think you're not going to be able to hold your weight because we yeah. have such a hard time gaining weight, maintaining it, then you think, oh, I need to go to these certain foods. Definitely. Yeah. Even the beginning of my, the beginning of my journey, like it wasn't working at the beginning. And if I was doing it for health reasons, I think I would have stopped because I wasn't healthy, but I, I was doing it because in my heart and my soul, I just absolutely had to, It, it wasn't an option to go back. And so I figured out how to do it the right way. That's the thing is there are different ways to right. be vegan. There are different oh, ways to yeah. be anything, be a Christian. You can, you know, there are different ways to do anything in life. So I figured <laughs> out how to do it the right way and how to keep mm-hmm. weight on. And now I'm good. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. I think good things take time. It's not going to Oh, absolutely. You got to yeah, work on it. So. You gotta educate yourself. Yeah, exactly. A lot. I have Mm -hmm. read so much and learned so much. I'm sure. I don't doubt that. Yeah. So, so we're sort of at the end here. Um, I always, we always like to give the guests the last word of the podcast. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I I think, you know, what sort of advice would you give uh, to someone who's considering, you know, changing up their CF diet, whether they're going vegan or not, or they need to, you know, sort of get their diet under control. And then the second part of the question is, obviously, we have a number of uh, the next wave of CFers about to go to college here uh, here in the fall. So, you know, what would you say to, to those kids that are about to head off to school in the fall as well? Yeah, um, I think the advice that I want to give is kind of the same for both. And that is do what feels good. And I am not saying do drugs. I don't mean that kind of do what feels good. I mean, take more agency in your health. Like, we all have health agency, right? Mm -hmm. Take it. So, being gluten-free has become, like, a fad. But some people have to be gluten-free because that makes them feel good because gluten makes them feel bad. So, like, I'm experimenting with that. I've been eliminating gluten from my diet for the past couple weeks. And if I find that it makes me feel good, I'll stop eating it. If I notice no change, I'll keep eating it. Um, Being vegan makes me feel good, so I do it. Living alone lets me get sleep and keep my (laughs) nebulizers clean, so I live alone. Yes, but socializing also makes me feel good and happy and seeing friends. So I have to make myself leave my apartment where I live alone to go out and get social interaction and human connection. So for kids going, so if you're thinking about going vegan, I would say try it out and try it out the right way. Learn about it. And if it feels good, keep going. If you're thinking, no, not if you're thinking, if you are going to college, um, with every decision, think, will this make me feel good in the long run? And if it won't, 
ask yourself if it's worth it. And just try to make yourself a priority because it's really easy to lose traction with your health, especially in college. Yeah. And it's really hard to get it back. It's if you slip up, it's back. okay. Like every CFR who goes to college slips up. Yeah. So like, don't get down on yourself. Gunner did it. I did it. Tiff, mm-hmm. you probably did it. Yeah. You probably did it too. We, um, we so all it's okay. did it Forget at some yourself. point. Right. Um, but just don't give up on yourself either. Because mm-hmm. your life is worth it and you want to be around to experience it. Yeah. Agreed, 100%. Yeah. Spoken like someone who's been through better myself. Absolutely. Um, well, Hannah, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to join us. Um, thank I, you know, so much for having me. This, this is a great podcast. I think you know we, learned, we, got, we got a lot from it, and I, we finally were able to satisfy the question we've been getting about people asking about different diets. So here we are. We all yeah. um, we killed several birds with, awesome. with, with, with one stone. Um, remember, if you want to listen to us podcast, something that we're always po- uh, posting on Thursdays, uh, you can get in touch with us at our email address, breathe underscore in underscore pod at asias.org. Tiffany, what's our Instagram handle? At breathe underscore in underscore pod. Yep, hit us up on Instagram. The DMs are open. So go down in the DM. The DMs are wide open. Um, remember, if you listen, <laughs> yes, exactly. If you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure you give us the rating and review five stars. Five stars for Hannah this week. Um, that's very important. Very important. Um, that's all for me. Uh, do you guys have anything to add? Yeah, just write those reviews. Yeah, write love those the reviews. reviews. Yeah, the most important advice there is. Hannah, have you given us a review, a rating, interview yet? Um, no, but I'm going to after this. See, there you go. There you go. Perfect. That, that's, that's what we want to hear. Go get that. Go get the breathe in tank top. Yes, breathe yeah, in tank on the on the Etsy shirt. Yes. All right. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Anna, for uh, for taking the time to talk to us, and we will see yeah. everyone next week. Thanks. Bye, Bye guys.